0: And you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. Hello. It's uh, almost game day. So exciting. <laughs> that's how I feel. I was going to say, I feel like that's a pretty accurate portrayal of actually how you feel about this game because you're very excited, obviously. Like, we love a good game day, but um, this is not a shoe in. Yeah, like,
1: Uh, I believe when we were recapping our, or going over what our predictions were for the season, I was like, done and dusted. Goodbye, brownies. And now I'm like, um, you know, don't hurt me.
0: Yeah. Hi, um, Miles Garrett, please don't kill our quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, sir. (laughs) Um, Yeah, man, let's dive into that because I really do feel like we need to clear the air. I don't know if I can say this with like a sweeping judgment, but it feels like there's a narrative out there that exists that because it's the Browns, like we're going to go ahead and just totally win this thing and it's a lock and I'm not so sure that that's the case.
1: Uh, like I feel like I, I think I felt better about it um, after we had just lost to Russell Wilson, and now that I've had time to like stew in it a little bit, I sure. uh, feel unwell. Yeah, um, so I think left. my thought was that you know they hadn't had their wins, while they were wins, weren't like incredibly impressive. But at the end of the day, their backfield and then Miles Garrett is going to be interesting
0: for us. I agree. Um, So the Browns haven't had a winning season since 2014. This is a first time uh, for them. That is literally the Bud Light. Yes. Um, literally CD lamb was a sophomore in high school. The last time this team was, can you say good? So And yeah, same here, because I'm very young. Um, I was also a sophomore in high school. Very young, Kelsey Charles.
1: (laughs) I was about to say, that doesn't add up. And then I got where you were going with that. I don't know what number
0: you're adding to, Megan, but it's the wrong one. (laughs) Um, Yeah, totally
1: like 21 years old. Don't worry
0: about me. Yeah, for sure. So 84 straight games uh, with the Browns have been at or below 500 i mean that was a stat from the week before last so uh and miles garrett has had two straight weeks with a strip sack strip sack miller tell me if you remember that commercial the greatest one of all time and they have a pretty solid backfield a pretty good i would say i would say an improved o-line baker mayfield is good at what he does They got Jarvis Landry, OBJ, and, yeah, you mentioned Miles Garrett. He's one of several pieces on that um, defensive front. So, uh, I'm nervous. I'm not, like, (laughs) terrified, but I'm – this could be a trap game. Can I go and say it? Yes, this could be a trap game. Every game's been a trap game. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Nick, all these games, I was like, yeah, we got this on lock. I mean, think about this offense, think about all the weapons, think about the pass rush that we just enhanced, blah, 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 or just built, I guess. Um, And after watching the first three games, I'm just, um, you know, a little stunned. Um, Like I have said and joked many times, I mean, this is just our like preseason that counts. Like we'll get it together, right? Um, here's hoping that this is the game where it comes together.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that I agree with you. I don't necessarily subscribe to the, while they didn't have a preseason, it makes me nervous them even, and I don't think they have this mindset, but like, you know, for them to be like, well, it's just like, we're getting in the swing of things because What sucks about that is that some of these games that could have been wins for us could come back and easily bite us at the end of the season when, you know, we are in full swing and we actually are playing some difficult teams that we know are genuinely going to be very tough matchups, uh, a la Baltimore Ravens. That's one of them that I'm not feeling super great about. So my point being is that I hear you, and I definitely think this team needs to really, really win this game against the Browns and with conviction for not just the record, not just this, you know, these rookies and this new coaching staff kind of getting into the swing of things. But I would also say, um, for the sake of you know, just the the mentality of the team, if you will
1: and also my sanity, which is truly what's at risk here.
0: Yes, I totally agree with you. Um, So let's kind of break down some of the potential like mismatches, matchups, if you will, that I've at least seen from the upfront. Um, You know, stats are always subjective, but we're gonna go ahead and use them because that's what we do here. And that's what everyone does. The we Cowboys. have our, stat, our uh, resident stat machine, yeah. Kelsey Charles, reporting for duty. Stat queen is here. I am in <laughs> statistics, and I know all the stat things. Therefore, I am. Um, Cowboys are going into this game as the number one NFL-ranked offense. Um, they're averaging about 490 yards in total offense per game, which is not too shabby. Passing offense, unsurprisingly, number one as well. Um, rushing offense, it's 11, so it's still you know top third, which is great. But defensively, yeah, we're not doing too hot. Uh, 26th in the league right now, so on the opposite side of things, you've got Cleveland is number 20 in total offense, and their defense is number nine. So I think I would – Go ahead and venture out on a limb and say that Miles Garrett is a big reason why um, (laughs) they are ranked so high defensively. I don't really think their secondary. Yeah, I don't think their secondary poses that much of a a threat. Like I don't think they have. While there's some players for sure, I don't see them having like a lockdown corner or anyone in the secondary that fully scares me, especially from a matchup perspective of the guys that were deploying and putting on that field like you I think you said it earlier this week you're like we don't just have three 100 or thousand potential plus yard receivers with you got four baby yeah we we got four now we got four Cedric and Wilson stand up yeah big said is uh coming round. he's like put some respect on my name and that we will so best kept secret in the league not anymore, much. but Not <laughs> anymore. now he's on film. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I feel like I'd love to get your thoughts, Meg, on kind of your opinion in terms of game plan for the Cowboys. Like, granted, you know, it could kind of go either way, but are you feeling like the Cowboys really need to keep the up-tempo that they've had? We've heard a lot of that narrative, like up-tempo, 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 and score as many points as possible. But I say all that. And when you are up-tempo, you're going to be on the field less, technically speaking, assuming you're successful. And then that gives their offense more time to produce as well. So it's kind of, if you think about it, could potentially be a bit of a double-edged sword. Do you think that that strategy is something that will pay off, though, for the Cowboys and they just fully bank on their offense?
1: Hey, Team Forty Burger, i uh, seen it before. Granted, that was extremely scary, and I'd rather not see that again. Um, yeah, I I do think that they do well. They just gel a little differently when they are um, moving at a faster pace. So, yeah, I mean, that is something to be mindful of. Though, granted, I don't want to. I don't want them to have too much time against our secondary. Um, Hey, maybe Alden Smith is uh, in for another three sacks this game. That'd be cool. Um, I just don't trust our defense to produce turnovers. So while I do love that, uh, love the up-tempo, I yeah, you make a a valid point there. That's going to get more uh, possession on the other side of the ball too. So that's all I have to say about that.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, I am, yeah, I I really wish I could come into this conversation. Like I was, it was funny. I feel like I've been drawing a lot of comparisons in all of our analysis of these games thus far. I've been like, oh, like Atlanta, there's been some similarities in the storylines. Like, oh, Seattle, like similarities in the storylines. And then I look at like, at, at Cleveland and I'm like, hey, hey, listen, I could even find some similarities here. We were on a podcast this week with, uh, the angry browns fans which they're hilarious by the way y'all they should check so out funny. they're so funny and um they brought to our attention that both of our fan bases are pretty notorious for coming into the season and like be- being incredibly optimistic maybe some of us more rightfully so than others and by some of us i mean us because i feel like we've typically had <laughs> stronger teams than them but um i agree like i think that we both go into the years and we're like we're like we're gonna win the Super Bowl like I can see the Browns being like listen we got OBJ you know Baker's gonna come into his own he just didn't have the true weapons that he needed in the past and like you know we've got we've got a tight end who can kind of do it all like we patched up our O-line like we've got a solid like receiving core our defensive line is clutch like uh, you know what? Our what our secondary lacks, like our D line, can pressure up front and make up for. Like we got a real shot
1: at I've this. I've heard this before. <laughs> Have you? Because me too. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. The key to the game, though, I think I. It's so true. We're. I could. I think we kind of play to whoever we're playing. I know Davis said that a million times in the past, and I hate that. That I agree with that in this moment, especially. I think the key is going to be uh putting your foot on the gas and not killing
0: yourself with stupid mistakes. We did uh, last <laughs> week like how many it felt like I don't expect our team to be perfect but for a strength of the that the offense like brings to the table it felt like we were out, we were kind of sloppier like than usual it was uncharacteristic I if you felt, felt- I feel like we've been sloppy this
1: whole season. That's fair. That's why I make the joke about oh we're still in preseason, don't worry, but like I'm worried. Cuz we're not in the preseason.
0: <laughs> yeah, like Zeke's very obviously my guy and I think he's amazing, but I was very surprised at his how his offness <laughs> last game and well, I just
1: think they had a lot of answers for him and we shouldn't have to we shouldn't, when there is that problem, we shouldn't rely on him so much.
0: Yeah. And it's funny you say that because I think there's a thought, a school of thought out there that says like, Hey, if we get into a position where obviously we know we have these wide receivers and they're incredible weapons, but that can become, we should be utilizing them and, you know, high tempo, like just get as many points on the board as as possible, as quick as possible. But then I feel like when you do that, you could make an argument that you kind of become a little less three-dimensional. And I don't want to say one-dimensional because I don't foresee this team fully removing that aspect of the game,
1: obviously, but... They shouldn't, but utilize it like smartly. Is that a word? It just feels like it's not...
0: Yeah because if you think about it like if they get into a position where they're just continuously throwing the ball then really like the defense the Browns defense has a pretty good idea of how they can game plan and they're just going to go straight after Dak. They're not going to have to worry about picking up Zeke and if you know if they're doing, you know, RPO like whatever like they they'll, they'll kind of have an idea like all right this is what they're doing like this, this is their game plan so we're just going to go ahead and like try and kill the quarterback which is what we don't want at all whatsoever. And yeah,
1: I feel like that's it's just such a crutch when our O-line is so uncertain to give it to Zeke. But again, that like you don't have the people blocking for him too. So
0: it just might not be our best plan of action at the moment. I do want to talk about the O-line here in a second because we have some developments on that coming out of this week. But I actually a narrative that you and I have been talking about a lot and it's been really fun to talk about has been Antoine Woods and how he's been coming in at fullback. But then This is an Antoine Woods stand account. This is an Antoine Woods stand account. But then I started thinking, Meg, I was like, wait, if you take a step back, like, do we actually view this like fun, you know, thing that's kind of a positive and a novelty, like maybe as like a concern, the fact that we have to bring in a D lineman to like punch the ball into the end zone? Because does that mean that our O-line isn't strong enough to do it on their own? Because I don't remember when, you know, Frederick and all of the, the, the Great Wall of Dallas part two was intact, us ever having to resort to, and again, like I could be wrong, but bringing in an a, a outside source to ensure that we could, you know, get the rock past the line.
1: I mean, we've utilized the, uh, fullback position in the past, like not as heavily as it looked like we were last week. Um, or just like him all over the place really. Um, but when you do have kind of a Jack of all trades, it's kind of fun when you, when your O-line is in such dire straits, hopefully we'll, it looks like we're going to have Tyron this week, but, um, it, if you have that option, like as a, as a, crutch cool i i've seen no problem with it yeah it was i don't a- like that we have to use
0: it but i know and like but like do we have to because that's the, that was like my thought process i was like wait you know again this is fun and it obviously is working at times and it's it's a novelty and it's unique but i wonder if i actually should maybe be <laughs> a little less uh happy about it and thinking it's cool and a little bit more of like oh wait why do we feel the need like this is our solution like why like that kind of if you could if you want to flip the script like that could kind of be considered concerning
1: yeah no it's definitely concerning i'm concerned all over the o-line so Ugh. they were um talking but, I mean, about- sorry the uh the adjustments they made though were i mean i think that really helped us Down the line, granted, we did. There was a sack at the end of the game, but I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot to pick apart in the ON. So lead the way.
0: Well, you talked about it just a second ago. And thankfully, um, what it looks like is that Tyron Smith is indeed going to be playing this game. Mike McCarthy, um, you know, came out today. There was some confusion at first because. Um, you know, there was the practice report and Tyron was listed as like limited or something, but in actuality, uh, and, and kudos to the beat riders of Dallas for asking a million clear clarifying questions and getting the true answers out that we needed because they were like, was he playing in, you know, 11 on 11, like what, what is he, what parts of practice is he participating in? Like. Are, when you say participate, do you mean, is he on the cords or is he fully in like game time, like situations? And apparently he was in game time, like situations, which is what you want. And it looks like he's going to be making a return. Hopefully fingers crossed, assuming all things go according to plan this weekend. Um, I can't say the same for layout Collins, which again, I have to say Meg, like I say this, I said this before, and it's just becoming more and more More and more like it. This feels like we're going full NHL when we talk about injuries with this team. Like McCarthy, he might as well be saying it's a lower body injury when he talks about what these guys have. Like it's so nebulous. I it's it's outstanding to me. They're they're they don't know if Lyle Collins is going to get surgery or if he's not going to get surgery. Like that was a topic of conversation this week. I'm like, how?
1: I'm panicking.
0: I don't know. And I don't, I'm not an expert by any means, but I'm like, how, how do we not, I've never, I've never personally heard, I mean, again, what do I know? But that's just a very weird situation to be in where we're like, we don't know if we need surgery or not. So like, what do you know, you know? I,
1: I don't know why, like, I guess they're just not trying to be as like, open with what is up, but it sucks for all of us. I know, like, I can see the value to it for like the opponent game planning, but there's no way around that. I suppose. I don't know. I don't like it. I really. I want to know what's up with Layal. Um, I. In, I'm really hoping that he comes back. I feel like he's going to come back. I feel like. I don't know. Just from people we know, I, I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah. Every
0: day. I am too because another thing that <laughs> I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer because I do feel good about the Cowboys winning this game, but at the same time, I, yes,
1: I feel like we are to, we are panicking a little. But yes, I, go for yeah, it.
0: Yeah, I can't. Like I'm feeling, I I'm a little concerned. I, I like I said, but there was even I I, I heard the concept of where's Waldo. So I was listening to Bucky Brooks on uh, Cowboys Break yesterday or today one of the two Um, love yes wealth of knowledge and he was talking about the concept of back in the day day um there they had this thing where they would say like where's waldo and when they were game planning against another team so the guy on the scout team a lot of times it was a secondary because that just makes sense like it was you know you would you'd put a guy you you'd pick your weakest link on the other team and you're like here's the guy that we're targeting so very obviously, not that Trayvon Diggs is bad. we know again a tra- this is a Trayvon Diggs stand account as well, but yep, he's young, and the youth like he's gonna get picked on, especially by some of these more veteran quarterbacks and blah blah blah, and that that's just you you should expect that, but I think that a case could be made that they could be targeting some of these guys on our O-line. And so what they would do is put them in a yellow jersey. They would put the, the scout team, the guy on the scout team who was supposed to be the, quote, Waldo, the guy they were targeting, in a yellow jersey. So, like, everyone knows, like, basically, let's do whatever we can and we're supposed to be taking advantage of this guy and just making his day miserable. I can't help but think that that's something that you can definitely see. Listen, again, love him, but Connor Williams didn't have the best game last week and i think sometimes you people could make a case for joe looney i don't you know who knows and when you have a strength facing i don't want to call our o-line a weakness that that sounds like sacrilegious for me to even say but i'm i wonder if that's going to be an additional area that this browns team is going to game plan against to try and take advantage of this upcoming week
1: yeah i mean that's a really I, – I hadn't listened to that today, so I'm glad that you brought that up. That's a really interesting strategy and, like, honestly thought process. But I feel like we have sufficiently freaked out enough of our, our uh, beers. I'm going to bring a little positivity into this. We are. Dak Prescott is a really good quarterback, whether people want to admit it or not. He is. So I think you and I talked about this yesterday, or not yesterday, on that uh, on the podcast, the do- Dogs of War. Is that right?
0: Yeah, something like that. War dogs. Do- dogs of War. The Wolfers.
1: Something like that. Brownie <laughs> the boys. Dogs.
0: We don't know. They were fantastic. Um, Angry Brownie. <laughs>
1: what their name you was? You like. mentioned this, and I'm going to reiterate your point. Dak Prescott is X Factor. Yes. I as scared as I am about like a couple like our secondary and our o line and how we gel going into this game the man is wilding out for two 400 yard games in a row yep he he certainly rises to the occasion it's a matter of let's all match that energy and I think he'll really bring it I think he's He's ready to go, and I'm excited to see him play this week.
0: So let's let's gas up Dak some more Thanks. as he needs it. But this past weekend, he reached 100 touchdown passes, becoming the third-fastest Cowboys quarterback to do so behind Romo and Danny White. He also owns the most 400-yard passing games in Cowboys history. That's six. He passed Tony Romo's five this past weekend at Seattle. And he topped four hundred and fifty passing yards for the second straight game. So that means he's now tied with Jameis Winston, crab claws, uh, two <laughs> for the longest streak in NFL history. Never let that die. Um and I mean, he only has to get one more rushing touchdown and he'll become the third quarterback in NFL history with 25 rushing touchdowns in his first five seasons. He leads the he's NFL definitely- and- Yes, of course he is. He leads the NFL with 1,188 passing yards and is tied for the lead with 18 completions of 20-plus yards. Like, the man is playing lights out. Like, he does not quit. He truly is going to be the X Factor. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. He, he, he is the reason, a major reason, why you are continuously able to compete and it's just fact. It just is. And if you don't see that by now, then you don't want to see it. (laughs) I can't help you. I really can't help you. You you keep that blindfold on you stubborn son of a gun. Like I, it's just, I would say, what more do you want? But I know what more you want. And we all want that. We all want, you know, we all want the ring. We all want another Lombardi. Let's go ahead and like, we want six, I get it. But dang it if he if it not gonna give you a reason to at least compete. And I really do feel like he's going to be a major component as to how this Cowboys team is going to be able to truly maintain, gain and maintain their edge over the Browns this weekend and assert their dominance.
1: Boom. Those uh, four 100 yard receivers don't hurt either. how the- they get there though? Dak Prescott, what's up? Dakota P, rain. Just rain just
0: elevating everyone across the field, let's go. Rainmaker, like, <laughs> Again, he was literally born for this. Like, his name says it all. What do you want from him? I mean, are you kidding me? It was in his genetics. The moment he was named, it was to be. Make it it rain on these hoes. It's the ultimate manifestation of greatness. And you're bearing witness to just the beginning. Buckle up, bitches. I'm ready to run through a brick wall right now. Was that inspiring? I hope so. It was. I'm working on my inspiras- inspirational speeches. Like, listen, if this doesn't work out for me, then I feel like I'm gonna become one of those Instagram like self-help preachers where I'm like, I'm just like yelling into the camera, into the abyss. And I'm like, you can do this. It is a <laughs> mindset. <laughs> There's nothing. You're not your captions, So like, I'm here for it. I am. You're so right. Like I'm such a sap. Like I am what I am, except for I'm about to post an alcohol, um, image. So, you know, we're gonna, we're just trying to really diversify the content here, but yeah, let's face it. Ranch waters are worthy of a post, which don't hate me. Fun fact for you guys. I'm going to tell a story that what Megan and I did today. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> this is embarrassing. It, it <laughs> um, if you guys follow us, which I'm sure you do, cause you listen to this. And if you don't, you should, um, on the social medias, We're big fans of ranch waters. Ranch waters are tequila and most of the time, Topo Chico, sparkling water will do, and lime. Well, our favorite company, Ranch Riders, went out and canned this, goodness. And then then they took it a step further and made a jalapeno version. They can't keep any of their products on the shelves in liquor stores anywhere. Well, word out on the street was that our a liquor store in town actually had a new shipment of the new jalapeno flavor, which we had yet to try. So, of course, what do we do? We get in our car and go there and sit out in the parking lot like creeps at ten a.m. <laughs> We're literally there yeah, yeah. <laughs> as the dude is like unlocking the door to the liquor store. <laughs> you see the?
1: I just really want to try this uh, the jalapeno flavored one. One with the kick in it? I just want it. I'm sorry. If you, if you I am walk, what I am.
0: If you, if you walk into a, a liquor store and they say good morning to you, that might be a problem. But it could also be... Hey, we weren't the only ones that
1: walked up right at 10 o'clock, so <laughs> shouts out to all y'all. I was
0: like, this is the first. Someone, a liquor store person telling me good morning. Like, this <laughs> it just feels... It, I don't know what I would call it, but it feels like something. <laughs> well, we secured the bag, we secured the bag. We did. That's all that matters. And, They'll um, sell
1: out so fast, so it was worth it. I don't even care.
0: Oh, I'm going back already. Like, I, I'm i not going to lie to you. I totally cracked one before we got on here and dried it, and it's phenomenal. So, like, yeah. Is it? i going to have to do that. It's so freaking good. I can't handle it. Like, I – oh, God bless Ranch Waters. God bless them. Like, I'm in um (laughs) all right preach the good word sister well we're about to hear some more preaching of the good word by popular demand your favorite segment is back and we are holding true to our word fan fridays where you can come on and yell into the abyss with us and talk about how the cowboys are the ultimate saviors of the nfl universe and we're going to win Another Super Bowl and you know best all- team ever, pretty much. So, um, Wes Cantrell is joining us here for the next segment. It's a good one, y'all. We're excited about it. If you want to come hang out with us, though, and again, just talk all things Cowboys. We are very open to that. Feel free to slide. The rules remain the same. You got to be nice. You got to be a Cowboys fan. You got to be uh, pro Cowboys. You know, some of y'all Cowboys fans are very anti-Cowboy, which makes no sense, but whatever. That's that's you. That's on you. Smart my people. Yeah. Like whatever, bro. Um but uh, it's really fun and uh, we hope you guys enjoy. So West Cantrell up next. Let's go. All right, joining us now for Fan Friday, we've got West Cantrell. You can find him on the Twitter at Wes Cantrell, W-E-S-C-A-N-T-R-E-L-L-T-X. Wes.
2: What's, What's up, what's up, ladies? How we doing today?
1: So good. So great. So glad to have you on. Finally meeting a pal of the internet. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so glad to be on, honestly. Yeah, like, I listen to all your shows. I think you guys are absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, it's it's totally cool to be here and, uh, you know, rant, give a little hot take, maybe, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah. He, he even has
0: a microphone. Like, he's so ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> your setup is way more legit than ours, I have to be honest yeah. with you. Like, no,
2: I-, I just, I mess around with, like, music and, like, been yeah, you know, it's just the thing. So, it's mm-hmm. it was an, an easy, easy setup for today. It's okay. perfect. <laughs> so um, here's my hot take. You you ready I'm, for it?
0: I'm oh, ready. Because, like I'll be honest with you. Like I spent the first 30 minutes of this show being like, I'm scared. So maybe you can help like yeah. lighten. Oh no!
2: Way. I mean, I'm scared too. <laughs> if I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> but but hey, it's a it's a fun roller coaster every season, and that's why we keep getting back on. For okay, sure, I mean, baby. Here's um, here's my hot take. And honestly. This is something that I've kind of wanted to get off my chest for a little while, uh, like maybe back since like February when all right. uh, when all of the contract talks started going down. Okay, okay. Um, so so there are some writers in this media market and I don't have to name names uh, and trust me. They they know how I feel because I have contacted them about this um, <laughs> that don't think that rain Dakota Prescott is worth top tier quarterback money. And I think that's a load of bull crap. Right? Yes. <laughs> they want this guy to take a hometown deal and play for a discount because he's gonna receive endorsements or whatever the heck. And it's absolute lunacy, right? Let me tell you why. The Dallas Cowboys are the most valuable sporting franchise on planet earth. Like Man U, Yankees, it's the Cowboys. Estimated $6 billion, like that's ridiculous. And the quarterback is the most valuable position in sports, hands down. To me, that's like uh, that's like going to, you know, let's say the best steakhouse in town. Jane Slater, friend of the pod. She loves Nick and Sam's, so let's just pretend we're there. Um, so does Jack. <laughs> I mean, it's a quality, quality establishment, let me just say. So the waiter comes to the table. You're at Nick and Sam's. waiter comes to the table, and he's like, uh, what do you want to order? And, you know, Jerry's sitting there, and he says, you yeah, know, I'll take the prime rib. No. So you want the most valuable cut of meat at one of the nicest restaurants in town. What does it say on the menu, like right next to where the price would be? Market. Thank you. MP market price. And honestly, I feel like Steven and Jerry just maybe they've had one too many catered meals on the Bravo Eugenia because right now it's like (laughs) they're making a scene arguing with the waiter in the middle of the restaurant about the price. So shut your mouth. Pay the man and enjoy your prime rib.
1: <laughs> oh my that, god. Best metaphor <laughs> I've heard about Dak ever. Ever. Thank you.
2: Thank you. It's been on my, it's been on my heart. It's been it's been weighing kind of heavily on me. Prime you,
0: rib, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, okay, honestly, if I took it a step further, I'm kind of worried that this is like a pattern of practice, you know, like 2015, we did running back by committee. In 2018, we did wide receiver by committee. This year, it seems like we're doing secondary by committee, and I get it. Like, maybe it's a scheme thing. We didn't have a preseason. Like, they haven't really had a chance. Like, I think one of those touchdowns, t- digs had trouble communicating. Like, they're running quarter's coverage. Like, I get it. It's tough. It's new. It's not as easy as it was last year. But, like, I don't know. Time and time again, it seems like the GM of this team places a little more faith in his abilities to um, evaluate the position that the team is in than maybe is actually warranted.
0: You know, hey, you're right. I I'm, I, I was, th- oh, who was I talking to? I was talking to, I don't know who I was talking to. Oh, uh, we were talking on the Browns podcast the other day, Meg and I, and they asked us about the DAC. Uh, contract negotiation situation and listen I don't manage the salary cap so you know obviously maybe they know something that I don't know but I was like doing the math, and I was thinking what I I guess I don't know the logic and not going ahead and locking him down now because like you said like you know let's talk market price like that's only going to go up especially when the new TV rights deal is signed and now that they didn't lock him in for a contract now He's definitely going to be in the era of negotiating and fully taking into consideration what this new influx of salary cap is going to look like. So, like, I...
2: already the most... Like, he's already taking up the biggest chunk of the salary cap on the team this year at $31 million on the tag. Can I tell you my, like, my maybe? It's not... I don't like conspiracy theories. I really hate that.
0: I love conspiracy theories. So please okay. give me the conspiracy theory and, and give me a more love. One. <laughs> I
2: can't remember if this was Dave or John Mashoda this off season, but they were talking about the end of last year and they said that they had just like an offhanded conversation with Dak where they were like, you know, kind of gassing him up about, you know, maybe setting the record for the franchise record for yards. And, uh, and Dak said, like, he was like, no, don't, I don't don't do me that like that guys I need the doubt like I need the hate and so like the only thing that I could maybe see is like if if they're playing some type of 3d chess is that putting that carrot out in front of them and be like oh no we're not gonna sign you yet you gotta prove it maybe they think they're gonna get some better play out of them but I, I don't know it's, it's
0: working. just <laughs> well, I actually totally remember what you're talking about wes because I can't remember who it was either but I have been on a show with one of the two of them where they brought that up, where they've talked about how they think that like Dak plays better when his back is against the wall and like he's got a chip on his shoulder kind of thing. Like, Like he kind of thrives under that environment and he's like, fine, like don't believe in me. Like I'll bet on myself any day and it's worked out well for him thus far. I mean, I can't, you know, the Joneses I think are pretty superstitious but I can't imagine that they're superstitious to the tune of like losing millions of dollars when they could have locked him in at a better price several times now. But I, you know, like, what do again, like, what do I know? It's the long game.
2: Well, in my mind, he's like, he's already given them their discount. They drafted him in the fourth round and he's been a starting quarterback since year one. Like, I don't What else do you want me to do for you, dude? You didn't have to spend a, a you know, first round, first overall baker mayfield pick on him like it he's he's been a baller since he stepped on the field and that's i mean i don't know obviously i'm team Dak, but it just kind of reminds me of it's almost like Moneyball, you know like uh we've all we've all seen the movie i think for the most part not Um,
0: me but that's not surprising but keep going seriously you have it oh
2: kelsey oh my god okay
0: have you watched your movie yet that you were supposed to watch um, I don't have a DVD player. I found that
2: out. So and like so Moneyball, so no. you can get it on one of those, you know internet streaming sites legally, pay a couple bucks to rent it. Um okay. so, like, okay, just super quick. basically, moneyball's like everyone thinks Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. They like use statistics and analytics to uh, you know, make the best team for the value and like totally change the sport of baseball. But actually, that's kind of not what the movie's about. The movie is about, bias awareness and i think people kind of forget that that it's about realizing that like we make all of these judgments about players because oh he looks too small or you know his face isn't right like literally like some of the weirdest criteria for evaluating people and it makes us really hard to be objective about like truly what makes a good player so i don't know a a, a part of me is like i i kind of keep coming back to that and i'm like you know my daughter is three years old right now uh i was three years old the last time the dallas cowboys were in a conference championship game 1995. uh i'm afraid if that front office doesn't learn how to be a little more aware of their biases she might be 28 by the time the cowboys win another Super Bowl.
0: Let's hope Ooh. not for our, all of our sanities. Yeah, so, I can't wait that long. <laughs> so I do want to bring up, you brought up a good point that I think that a lot of people maybe don't touch on and, um, or I guess it is something, it's a narrative. The concept of like your your market value goes up as a quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. So like maybe you're looking at it in terms of like the total compensation package, like the intangible benefits that you reap as the quarterback of uh, th- that team where literally you can get endorsement deals just for being. And I can say this with firsthand knowledge as someone who actually paid Dak, that was literally part of my job. Um, a couple of years ago, I worked on the on, on a team that was doing a sponsorship deal with him. And while we did pay him a good amount of money, we were never, ever going to be the priority compared to football. And that was very well known from the start. Whenever I would like talk to his agent, whenever I would talk to him, like it was like, Hey, like you guys got to make sure that whenever we're doing any content, like you have to be doing this on an off day, or you need to be doing this like during media days, or like before the season starts, or if you're doing anything in season, like Football is always going to come first and you might get vetoed at the last minute because something comes up and you just need to be aware of that. And I always dude, respect that about, about him, you know,
2: 100% he built a football field in his backyard this off season because he knew that preseason was like his commitment to the team, to being a starting quarterback. I, I don't know, man. Uh, that's, that's the guy I want at, at the helm for as long as he's willing to play football. Cause he's a beast. So
0: I want to talk about Dak because to me, he's going to be your X factor going into this weekend. And I want to get your thoughts on the game. Like, I feel like, again, another narrative to throw out there, a lot of people like, Oh, it's the Browns. We'll be fine. Like win. And I don't think that's necessarily the case. Um, I think that we have a lot of things to, you know, I don't know, concerned for sure, but also be considerate of (laughs) miles Garrett is no joke. And again, we can you know beat a dead horse until until whatever you know whatever the saying is that's not even a saying um but
1: beat
2: a
0: dead horse is the saying you're good yeah but i was like gonna go full on like until like the cows come home and i'm like that's not the you can yeah
2: you can mix the metaphors i'm here like, for that
0: yeah like what is that like i don't even know how that makes a sense a um, lot of
1: animals
0: yeah ignore me and um, <laughs> um but like they have pieces and i think that the cowboys have to come into this weekend and truly win with conviction and i think dak prescott is going to be a major reason why they can and will do that
2: 100 this team these teams actually look kind of similar in a lot of ways um no seriously the the running backs i mean nick chubb is excellent zeke is zeke is having some troubles right now but he's still going to be a badass oh sorry rj um but
0: <laughs> no you I can think... we already 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 put the oh e- we already off. did
2: it yeah Word. it's fine okay. you heard that um well no I, I think um i think their defensive line is just stacked it's they're, they're gonna really create some troubles for our o-line this week their secondary is a little banged up um i think i think that might play to our advantage but then their receiving core i mean jarvis landry odell beckham uh austin hooper the tight in i i have some concerns about our ability awesome. i mean yeah, especially especially with what we've seen over the first three weeks, to really uh, you know who's carrying the tight end in coverage? Is it fifty four? Is it? I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, the the Cowboys have not proven to me they've proven to me that their offense is going to be okay if we can uh, if we can shore up that O line with with you know s- some people coming back from injuries and it looks like Tyron it looks like he participated on Thursday. Um, so we'll see what he does, uh, you know, Friday and and where he's at come game time. But um, I don't know. I uh, a Tank doesn't look right. Like the I, I was watching the All 22 of this past week, and he doesn't have that explosive first step that I'm really used to seeing from him. And yes, he's still a freak of nature. He's still an amazing athlete. And I'm not I'm not here for the uh, oh Tank hasn't done anything since we paid him 90 million. Like I, I think that's garbage. But. Yeah. Um, he's definitely not one hundred percent right now, and so yeah, I'm concerned um if if anybody except for Alden Smith is gonna be able to put some pressure on Baker, um Baker likes to get out of the pocket a little bit because he is you know a little bit shorter, so he, he that kind of redounds to his benefit if he can see over people by like kind of getting away from just the center <laughs> of the field. but um yeah, I think that I think this is gonna be this isn't the browns of you know three, four five years ago. Uh, They've got a quarterback. They've got some substantial offensive weapons, and I think this is going to be, I don't know if it's going to be a shootout, but it's going to be a closer game than any of us Cowboys fans are going to be comfortable with, and I think there's a good chance that, I think we win. I do think the Cowboys pull it out, but I think it's like a a, by a field goal, like a three-point. I mean, I see 30-27. That's kind of what I'm feeling right now. Cowboys, Cowboys 30, 27 Browns, but Ooh. it you makes me nervous
1: leg over there, huh? oh
2: yeah. yeah I think I think it is I think it's going to come down to uh to that field goal and I hate that because you know Cowboys fans have kind of been living and dying on the field goal the past couple seasons so
0: <laughs> yeah let's yeah Kelsey's favorite <laughs> Literally, like I am get just getting to the point where like I'm coming back around on special teams and, and then he wronged you last week twice he literally he burned me like it was like I I feel like a scorned ex like I was just coming back to like being on good terms with him and like (laughs) his special teams in general and he was like like And then he's like, just so you know, I hooked up with your best friend. And I was like, what? Broken hearted. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. And that how I felt.
2: Can I do a special teams thing real quick? What the heck is CD Lamb doing? returning punts I'm sorry like you're you're doing the business thing right now so cost benefit analysis there of of putting an asset like that to have like people do a 40-yard sprint right at his like we all saw that play on the sideline right where like his his knee kind of we're like what the what the hell guys yeah don't put put Cedric Wilson back there who's proven that he is a badass like he's balling out too so get just protect protect the man
0: um i actually agree with you on that but if you remember too this is what they did with des when they first dez's rookie year i almost said freshman year you just went like my brain's in college mode right now i'm studying for finals so everyone send me your good vibes and prayers or whatever you believe in like i need all of it but um literally when he was a rookie like that was what they did with him too and yeah i mean i i get it but i'm also kind of concerned i'm scared i'm like Listen, he's also not the biggest dude either. Yeah. And hope like I I imagine like this will be something that we'll see over over years to come, like him just like developing, like bulking up, and like coming into He'll himself for sure. But like, um, he is he is not Des Bryant's size, and it scares me, like you said, to have these dudes just like coming after him, like on special teams, and like we don't need that right now. That's the last thing we need. Like we do not really? need that not worth it.
2: break Sedarian, please he's too <laughs> valuable we've got yes. three potential thousand yard receivers this year i i would like to see that happen
1: like not off- to sound like a broken record but protect cd get it yeah.
0: that's... she's here all week ladies and gentlemen <laughs> thank you so much megan hurry um i'm when... sorry okay yeah I'm no never apologize because that's why we love you um <laughs> Any final thoughts, just for like Cowboys fans, people listen to the show. Um, if you just want to like yell into the abyss one more time, besides, yeah. I don't know how you're going to be able to top that initial like hot that take. That like, was epic,
1: so I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, um, keep the faith, Cowboys fans. I mean, it's it's a fun ride. At least I don't know. I don't know if we've got the weapons for this to be the the year for the sixth ring. I I really I really wish we did. Um, and maybe, maybe if the defense gets better and comes along and we get Randy Gregory back in week eight, then like, maybe we're seeing some changes there, but, uh, yeah, keep, keep watching, keep kicking butt, keep listening to the podcasts. And, uh, yeah, if you want to hear anything that I'm doing, see me, what I'm up to follow me on Twitter. I'm at West TX West Cantrell, Texas. Oh, and also one more thing. Um, if you haven't registered to vote yet, that's totally cool. There are four more days to do it. You have until October fifth. Just go to voteTexas.gov, voteTexas.gov, and and just smash that button. It's super easy, uh, and and that would be a really great thing to do.
0: I'm wearing my vote necklace right now. I'm pretty sure Meg is too, because um, we like. I don't have my own. I just worked out, so I don't have my own right now. But I normally do. Yeah. So all y'all vote. Vote. <laughs> I love that. Um, Wes. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate you the most and um, go I'll ahead. I'll
1: for hyping you up in your mentions if you uh,
0: if you connect with him on Twitter, so do it. Wes is the shit. We love Wes, Um Ladies. We're it. he joined us. <laughs> Thank
2: but you for having me.
0: Of course. Um, you guys, thanks for listening. Another great episode in the books. You can follow all of us on the Twitter until next time. Hopefully we're back on Monday with a victory podcast, because um, if not, I just, like, don't know what I will do. Like Wes said, you can find him on Twitter at Wes Cantrell, Texas TX. You can find me at Kelsey underscore Charles and Meg. At Meg Murray with four R's. We really do appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you're subscribed to the Blog of the Boys podcast feed, wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Apple, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Rate, review, subscribe. It really does mean the world to us. But, hey, Wes, do you want to help us on this one?
2: Absolutely. Uh,
0: Okay, um um Meg, are you guys gonna do it together or are you gonna give him No, I I want Wes to take this one. Okay. All right. whole chest.
2: Okay Dallas All right. Dallas forever. Philly for never Yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bye guys